You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe Deere, and Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. Presented, of course, by BetMGM. Lightning bets coming your way in about 20 minutes as I try not to walk things back here in this segment after I was told I had to walk it back <laughs> by our last guest. We'll see if our next one tells me that. Sam Paniano is joining us here, betting analyst from Nesson and Fox Sports. He's with us right now on the guest line. Sam, Patriots, we've only seen them this big of dogs under Belichick last 20 years three times. They've covered all those numbers. It's dancing around 10, 9.5. What's your read on this as we go from Mac likely to Brian Hoyer, even though you know Belichick's being cagey, it's likely going to be Hoyer this week, no Mac Jones. What's your thought on this game, Patriots-Packers on Sunday? So I was actually just having this conversation in our office in Nesson, and the last couple of Thursdays I've kind of got to the point. Like Thursday's my day where it's just everything opens up. I'm like, ah! So two Thursdays ago I talked about laying the points <laughs> with the pass against Pittsburgh. Last Thursday, I walked into work and I go, you know what? We're taking the over. I walked into work about 20 minutes ago and said, I'm taking the points. I don't even care Damn right. that Brian Hoyer yep. is likely going to be the quarterback. I don't even care. Bill mm-hmm. is going to have this team prepared. And what is Bill going to do? He is going to have Brian Hoyer turn around and hand the football off, and they are going to run the ball down Green Bay's throat. I mean, like, in what world? Do you want to lay nine and a half points against Bill Belichick? Like, I, I know that the team isn't going to win the division. They're not going to win the conference. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But they're going to cover nine and a half points. I mean, they, they had several opportunities, boys and girls, to win the game last week. They just went down to an MVP candidate in the second half. And this Packers offense is very, mm-hmm. very weak at receiver. So Bill is going to double team, you know, Alan Lazard. And they're going to figure out a way to keep this game close. This is like this is going to be like twenty-two nineteen Packers. We all know it, right? Yep. Well, I, you know, for Survivor, I don't even know that you lock in the Packers, but that's just me. I, I, I think it's a very challenging week, and people are just going. Oh, there's one double-digit spread or close to it. A tough week. I'm just going to go with that. It wouldn't shock me if New England goes there, ends up winning the game. You're right on all your points. And in addition to that, we have one of the lowest totals. The total's been in the 30s throughout the week, and you're going to lay double digits, spread like that. Aaron Rodgers, the the lowest air yards all season, not pushing the ball down the field with all these new receivers. I'm buying what you're selling, Sammy P. I'm with you uh, taking the points and the pats there. Uh, I loved uh, your post on Twitter, at SP Shoot, earlier this week on the value of quarterbacks and we've seen some changes maybe we see more this weekend maybe Jameis Winston's not out there for the London game and um, what I'm talking about is the difference of QB1 to QB2 you know as we have more and more information than ever before with so many more betters you know all sorts of metrics that are available to us we feel like we have more information I wonder if that's the case with quarterbacks because while it was laughable, Dak to Cooper Rush to suggest from that look ahead to where it closed was that Dak was worth eight, nine points. Um, sometimes with these 
replacement quarterbacks, and you kind of suggested it there with Hoyer, feels like we don't know anything. And a lot of times in that first game, team rallies around the backup stepping in. What, what was your takeaways after talking to Kenny White about the differences between some of these QB1 to QB2s? Well, first and foremost, I couldn't believe that Russell Wilson was the most valuable to the point spread. Um, you know, and that's those are Kenny's numbers. I mean, it's not to say that they're 100% accurate. I mean, he's been making numbers for 40 years in Vegas, but I guess he's really low on Brett Rippon. He's got the gap between Wilson and Rippon at eight and a half, which as I say that, like it, I don't know, maybe Russ, when he was running around, you know, when, when he actually had the threat to run, he, he hasn't ran in Denver. He's basically like stationary now. So I, I think maybe that's a little bit high, but, but Kenny's very low on Brett Rippon. Rogers, the love makes sense. That's about a touchdown. Allen to Keenum, Murray to McSorley, Burrow to Allen, you know, those are all around six, six and a half. I thought, I, I thought it was interesting that he's got Jackson to Huntley five and a half. And I go, well, wait a minute. Like that, that seems a little low compared to, you know, Russ Wilson to Brett Rippon eight and a half, and then Jackson Huntley five and a half. And Kenny gave me a great answer. He's like, look, John Harbaugh is very smart because not only one, but two of Lamar's backups are like the same guy in, in a mm-hmm. sense that they're similar they do a lot of the same things. Now, Jackson does them better, obviously. He's five and a half points better. But the offense is the same with Huntley. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like going from Lamar Jackson to Mike Glennon. Those are two completely different quarterbacks in every way. But Jackson to Huntley are very similar. They're run first. They're very elusive. They can make a man miss and go. And the offense doesn't really skip a beat because you don't have to change the script or change the plan. So I thought that was a fascinating point by him. You know, quarterbacks that are a lot different, like Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, you're going to have a bigger gap. But quarterbacks that are similar, like Jackson and Huntley, the gap isn't that big. And then I saw you you asked me, well, what fields the Simeon? And I you know, I know you were kidding, but it's not <laughs> You know, it's like one and a half, it's one and a half, two points. Um, and then I asked him about Philly. I'm like, well, what's the gap between Hurts and his backup, and Kenny said, well, he's elevated Hurts a lot in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, Hurts to Minshew is probably closer to five, five and a half. We're coming into the season. Kenny said he had Jalen Hurts like three and a half, four better than Gardner Minshew. So it's, it's an mm-hmm. ever-changing process. These numbers go up, they go down based on the product on the field. And that Eagles team, you know, I mean, who's been better than them as far as expectations go? They've been awesome. Hey, Sam, I want to talk to you about tonight's game. Short week for the Dolphins. Tua's banged up. Waddle's got a groin. Um, you know, a lot of people think this is a great spot for the Bengals. I'm curious, you know, what you like side total props in tonight's game. Yeah, I want to give full credit, Aaron, to uh, my friend Cleveland Analytics, Cleve PA. He did a great job with mm-hmm. a lot of these metrics. And only two times since 2000 has a defense played 90-plus snaps then turned around and played on Thursday. And you have to go back to 2016. The Bucks gave up 43 to Atlanta. And then 2020, the Saints gave up 33 to the Vikings. So that had us looking at some Bengals team total over. You can still find 24 and a half in a lot of places. I think that's probably my favorite play in the game. Um, as for the side, like it's tough to come on your show and say, oh, I love to lay four when this game was two and a half, three early in the week. You know, laying the right number is – more than half the battle in the NFL. I'm looking at the screen now. The fours are kind of disappearing. I, I still like Cincy minus three and a half. I don't like it as much as I did two and a half, three. 
Um, but I'm going bold on this one. I put Cincy in my survivors. So that's how wow. I feel about the Bengals winning the game. Yeah, I know, I know. I, maybe I'm a little loopy after uh, getting knocked out by the Chargers I and my other players. I don't hate week. it. I don't hate it, Sammy. I mean, I used the Bengals everywhere last week because I thought that that was the f- perfect spot. But I'm all about, I mean, this number. I'm trying to figure out what other bets. You're right. It, you don't want to lay four when it was one and a half, two after it released. But, yeah, like I'm all about the Bengals team total, Bengals props. So I, I agree with the angle, and it is a tough week for Survivor. You're right. Well, and think about this, too. I mean, Mike McDaniel is getting a lot of credit. He's got three wins as a head coach. Who did he beat? Belichick, Harbaugh, and McDermott. That's a pretty strong list. But the past Mm -hmm. is over. We look to the future now. And this coach, for as good as he's been, has never taken a team on short rest, you know, across the country. Like, that's a big situational disadvantage for Miami. You know, and I was in Florida Saturday, Sunday. It was freaking hot. It was like 95 degrees. It takes a defense, you know, a week to recover from that. I mean, it's a real thing. They're on the field 90 times almost against Buffalo, and now they got to play four days later. That's not fair. And I I think McDaniel has a lot to learn in this league. Um, It's also very telling that the line is moving against a team that's undefeated, that's 3-0 ATS, and they just knocked off Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl champs, and the sharp money is going against them. That's very, very explainable. Sam, Joe just mentioned it's a tough week for Survivor. We're going to need you to help us here, help break a tie, because we're all over the place. First three weeks, we've been good. We've kind of been aligned. We're, you know, we got through. We're not aligned this week. So the Packers we use in week two, but we just talked through why they're not a great choice anyway. So let's move off the Packers. Here's what we've discussed. Give us, of these four, where you think the best play is. Lions over Seattle. Chargers over Texans. Vikings over Saints. Which one am I missing? Or and Giants over Bears. If you had to pick one of those four survivor, where would you go? Barf. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to bet against you know future MVP Justin Fields. Uh, it's very tough to do that. <laughs> that. That's not a great list of games. I would probably, but I I think the the Bears are cooked this weekend. I really do. That team is so fraudulent. I would go against Chicago. Um, I'd be careful with this Detroit team, though. That's a very, like, popular, you know, angle for a lot of people. And I'm watching this line. It opened, like, five, five and a half. Now it's down to four. Laying points with the Lions over the last 15 years of my life has never been a good idea. You know, every time I do it, I hate myself in the second quarter. (laughs) You just need to win the game, I know. I I would not go Detroit. Let's let's whack Detroit off that nope. list. You can't take the Chargers because they're hurt. I mean, they're down left tackle, center, corner, wide receiver. Quarterback has a broken rib. Not ideal. Of the games you gave me, I'd go Giants. And, and Ostrowski knows. So Lo- you can't touch the London game. The London game is like, <sighs> it, it, who knows what no. the hell is going to happen there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a – crap fest this week it's brutal i mean 75 percent of, of the circus survivors already out after three weeks going to be fascinating to monitor all right go, go wherever you want nfl side that you know you're going to take in the super contest college football uh give the people a side you love yeah we're going to play purdue here um i i've been told you know last week you and i talked about aiden o'connell likely being out for purdue and we went under 61 and a half. We even talked about playing a little dog there. FAU, they were getting like 20, close 16 and a half. And, uh, you know, Purdue almost lost that game. But I'm, I'm being told now that he's going to play. 
Um, you know, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. You know, my guys tell mm-hmm. me he's worth six points at the line. And you look Purdue, Minnesota right now, Minnesota's getting all the bets. Line open nine and a half. Now we're at 12 and a half. But that line is pretty unknown. And what I mean by that is the bookmakers don't know if O'Connell's playing or not. I'm telling you, I, like I have it on 90% that he's going to play. So when that news comes out, and Jeff Brom is such a jerk, he's going to hold that until Saturday. <laughs> then the numbers are going to crash. I, like, this game is probably going to – like if O'Connell's in, this number probably closes at eight and a half, nine. So I'm more than willing to gamble right now, take the 12 and a half, Minnesota is so overvalued right now. People are saying, well, maybe they can hang with Ohio State. Yeah, Yeah, give me a break. Take the points with Purdue and do it before O'Connell gets ruled in. Going back to the NFL, which is one of your favorite plays that's still available that we haven't discussed yet? Mm, Like, I... I have a commander's problem, Aaron, unfortunately. Like, I uh, took the points last week, and I'm like, ah, oh, Philly shouldn't be favored by a touchdown. Philly should have been favored by three touchdowns in that game, like going back and watching. <laughs> like, at one point, I was laughing because Philly had 350 passing yards and Washington had one. I'm like, oh, nice bet. Um, but now I, I can take three and a half against Dallas. I, like, I, I have to do that, right? I, I, I have to. I got to take three with the Washington Football Academy. I have to. Wait, why? Yeah. You talked to John Murray? Yeah, Hasn't he talked you off this? <laughs> and Travis Thomas? I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah Travis Travis wants them to change the name again. He's like, they should change the, they should just change the name of the team every year. And I'm like, that would be hysterical. <laughs> you know, the Washington Football Conglomerate, the Washington Football Club, the Washington Football Group. Just keep changing it. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I think Dallas, you know, I always love fading those teams off of big wins in prime time. And Dallas had a, a nice win uh, the other night. But I, I don't mm-hmm. think that team is that good. Um, that's that's like a 21-20 final. So I'm going to take the three with the uh, Washington football whatever. Bills-Ravens. You just got a chance to watch the Ravens up close there, Sam, against the Patriots. Uh, what do you think on this one? Bills, three-point favorites. Buffalo bounces back. Or, or do you like the home team getting points? It's tough to give Lamar points. I, I looked at the movement in this game, too. How about the total? I mean, we saw some totals earlier in the week at 55, down to 51 right now. Now, I'm not going to go under 51. I think you could buy the dip there on a low number. Like, I, I don't hate over 51 in that game. In fact, I do think that's going to probably get bet up a little bit as we get closer to Sunday. I, I'd probably go over. I, I think these are two very good offenses. The defenses have, you know, some, some serious issues in the secondary. I mean, look how many points Baltimore just gave up to New England. New England can't throw the ball, and New England threw the ball with success against Baltimore. So I would go over a low number there. Uh, you asked me about the side, but I, I think that's a really good line. I have no edge there. I'd go over 51. I'm starting to see some 51 and a half. This, this probably closes like 53. And 51 is a very key number in the NFL. You know, 27-24, very common final score. I'd go over 51, Bills and Ravens. Great mm-hmm. stuff, Sam. We appreciate you hopping on. Sam Payne, Alvarez, betting analyst, Nesson Fox Sports, joining us here on the guest line, talking all things week four, a little college as well. We got lightning bets on the other side. We'll tell you how we're betting it tonight, Thursday Night Football. The Bengals and the Dolphins are lightning bets next, right here on the Beck UL Network.